Maddie, how do you feel about alligators? I don't like them. <laughs> Why don't you like alligators? Because they smell stinky. What do they smell like? They smell like apples and pies. <laughs> that probably smells pretty good. No, it doesn't. They probably smell like your breath. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. We are sad. We are scared. We're unprepared. I am Bree. And I am Caleb. He is Caleb. And Bree, we are getting back into something that we have not done in a good fucking while. Like, a honestly, long it's fucking been. Time. It's been months. It's been like two months at least. It's been fucking months, dude. It has been Since, a hot uh, minute. Since Tyler Hadley, I think. Yeah, and right before that, I did the Philip Schwab episode, mm-hmm. but we are doing a, if you couldn't tell by that, we are doing a true crime episode today, guys. We do, we do, we do. Doesn't apply. Oh, wrong music, wrong music. Sorry. <laughs> Hold <laughs> Doesn't on, apply. Hold on, let, let me let me go into my book of musics. <laughs> let me uh, open up my book real quick. <laughs> I can't do the fucking Seinfeld theme song. I wish I could though. That was Henry from last podcast on the left. I don't I don't recognize. Well, you should. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Amazing podcast. I'm bad with this stuff. No, I know it's a good podcast, but I don't recognize that. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm looking for, guys. This song is called I Want to Rock Your Body. And in parentheses, until the break of dawn. <laughs> and in parentheses, we're going to rock your fucking brain with this case right now. Yeah, this shit's going to be fucked so a little bit of backstory on this um if you i mean you could already tell from the fucking title but today we are covering william lester suff or bill suff Mm -hmm. as you could find him on most places as bill suff his name is william lester suff but you don't find him yeah i just i just looked up bill suff when i was like doing my little bit of research that i did so this guy was a killer in the fucking like he was active in like 19 like mid 1980s and he got caught in 1992 yeah and he was active in our hometown and it is so fucking chilling to know that this happened, and I had no idea it happened until you told me about it. And not only did until it happen, you but it happened like... a lot. This guy killed about... He was tried for 12 people. It is confirmed that he killed at least 19, and it's very, very possible that he killed anywhere up to 30 or more. Yeah. That's... Yeah. And it's fucking crazy that, like, even, dude, like, my mom grew up in Riverside. Yeah. Like, within the 80s and everything, and I told her about this, and she's like, I've never heard about it. Oh, really? And I told her about the bowling alley and everything, she was like, no fucking way. Like, she was, like, so surprised about all this shit. Yeah, it is, it's fucking insane. This is an insane case, and it's even more insane to think that it happened so fucking close to us. Literally, we drove, like, 20 minutes yesterday to go and, like, take pictures of shit. And mm-hmm. it's just so fucking close, and it's and it's honestly not in a bad area either. No, no. Well, at a time at this time, it was no. Like, but today, like it's it's not. It's actually one of the nicer areas. It of is, Riverside, yeah. But surprisingly. University Avenue. I don't know if I just spoiled this, but whatever. 
Uh, that's what I, we're gonna U- get to it anyway. Yeah, University Avenue is is still bad. Like it's never it's yeah. not good. It's no, never yeah. been good, but that's where these ladies were picked up. Yeah, it's not great, but at the time it was literally just a it home for drug dealers and prostitutes and, prostitutes and whatnot. And so pimps and all that crazy shit. Yeah, like it was a fucking place. Like you went there during the night and you would see people just everywhere yeah. just basically like a mini Hollywood shit. boulevard. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So, it is fucking crazy, this case. Learning about it, not only was it insane because it's close to us, but it is insane to me that more people do not talk about this guy because he is fucking depraved. He is such a fucking piece of shit, it is ridiculous. It's, and it's we even, fucking bewilders me. I don't know if we're going to talk about it this episode because this is going to be a two-parter. Yeah. But he actually murdered someone who was close to... To one of our to one uh, of our very good, good friends. friends, yeah, like one of our, my, one of our, one of my best friends. friends, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah, it, and we didn't like. We we'll didn't get even, into that later. We'll get but... into it later, but we literally didn't even know, and he just told us like he just happened to tell us about it. And we we're like, wait, we're doing a. You know what's we're weird? Doing a case on it was this like guy. a long time ago, not a long time ago. I think it was like Fourth of July. Uh huh. Something came up, and he told me that one of his uh like family members were like murdered. Oh, and really? I didn't think twice about it. I did yeah. not think twice about it, and we didn't tell him about anything we were recording, and he no, just he, came out no, with he it had in a no group idea. chat. He just he just told us he was in like, "Hey, chat. you know, like our our one of my um my aunt's sister was killed by a serial killer." And yeah. We're like, what serial killer? He was like, "I think the name is Stuff." Yeah. And we were like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I was and literally we... like, "Are you fucking serious? What and, was her name?" Yeah, and we'll get to it later. We're not going to say it right now because, yeah. like we said, it's in the second part. But we literally, when we were taking pictures of like crime scenes and stuff yesterday, like the general areas, we went to hers. We took pictures of her crime scene, and I'm not even kidding, guys. When Brie felt we, fucking weird. I felt, no, not even weird. I felt terrible, dude. Like, just fucking awful. Like, literally, my stomach was turning, and I had goosebumps all over my fucking body. And it wasn't until, because we were watch, walking around, like, uh, this one area of Riverside, and we were kind of, like, walking around, like, the general area, and then, like, I looked at this one spot, and something just sent chills up and down no, yeah. my when you, fucking spine, dude. I didn't feel like as weird as you did, but when you told me about that spot, I just looked at it and I felt like right? it was just different. I pointed it, it out different. to you and I was like, dude, something something's weird something's about wrong like, this with right here. That spot, yeah, because the whole thing kind of looks all the same. Obviously, it's just like trees. It does, and dirt but that shit. spot was just strange. It's it's just like, ugh, dude, I have chills right now just fucking thinking about it. It was the most awful feeling, like overwhelmingly bad vibes, dude. Yeah, fucking weird, dude. It, it was this, so weird. This is some crazy shit, honestly. I, mm-hmm. I have actually been working on this case for a fucking while. Like, the reason we haven't yeah. been on do- doing this is because literally we're doing a bunch of other stuff. Me and mm-hmm. Bri are moving soon, so we're backing up episodes so you guys still have episodes while we're, we're going actually, through our move and whatnot. We're actually trying to be prepared, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're actually being prepared for once. So <laughs> we've literally just been doing a bunch of shit so you guys have stuff for the future. Like, you guys don't see it now. You don't realize how much we're doing, but we are doing a lot. Yeah. And... I have actually had this on the, not exactly the back burner, I've been working on it, like, slowly in the background, mm-hmm. uh, along with everything else we've been doing, and I finally was just like, okay, let's just fucking finish this yeah, and get this out. Because I have been working on this for a while, and there is some, I found some fucking crazy shit. I'm ready for it. This dude is ridiculous. It is I've only heard, insane. like, the basics and what you've told me in the documentary that I watched and a few articles that I read. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't read more stuff. because you are going to lose your fucking shit at some of this. It is insane. It is fucking insane. So? What are you looking at? No, I'm just wondering what you're looking at. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Um, William Suff, he was convicted of the murder of 12 prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Like we said, he killed definitely about 19 definitely 
and possibly as many as 30. So yeah. we're, just, we're gonna get into this. So Bill Suff was born on August 20th, 1950. He was known as the Riverside Prostitute Killer. He was guilty of rape, mutilation and the murder of 13 prostitutes like i said although many more yeah he was described as also a lot of these a lot of these prostitutes there were some that he like pretty much definitely killed but they were never found and never they were like or some parts of them were found but never like the full yeah and they couldn't identify them so it's kind of it's hard to link it to him but they're severely mutilated yes yeah yes so he was described as a cunning, manipulative, and not unintelligent, but he possessed a very volcanic temper and a profound need to dominate women. Yeah. He was often found on University Avenue in Riverside, California, which is literally, like we said a minute ago, like 15 fucking minutes away not from like us. Not like 10 fucking he, minutes, dude. And he was active in uh, Riverside, but also he lived in like Rialto and Lake Elsinore, Lake Elsinore and he, yeah. he dubbed a bunch of bodies around there too, which is literally also like 30 minutes from us, like yeah. very close. And at the time... This was booming with prostitution and drug and drug users and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's just a little bit of the background of what he was doing. We're gonna start out the or this part of the episode with his early life. We're gonna get a little more into some of his killings, but we're not gonna get into his convicted killings and the other stuff until the next episode. Okay, so, so we're gonna do like. Half are we going to discuss now. his uh, marriage and everything as well? Yes, okay. yes. We're gonna discuss his early life. I'm excited and to talk about that because right that now. just fucking shocks me. Did you watch that doc with his first wife, like, yes, with the interviews yes, and shit? I did. I fucking That's hate her. Ex- dude. I hate her. Okay. Literally, like, okay, just get into it yeah, well, so we can shit all over this woman. I And I feel bad shitting all over her because she's I, a victim, but at the same time, like, how can same, you be so stupid? How she can did you a lot of so dumb stupid? shit, and she said a lot of things. Like, I watched a few interviews and just, like, a few, like, uh, written interviews with her, and some of the shit she says, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And also, there's a thing that I'm going to talk about, too, which really just makes everything that all of her excuses, it just makes them not fucking okay. Okay. So we're going to get into it right now. So Bill was born in Torrance, California, but his family settled in the Paris slash Lake Elsinore area in the early 1960s, and he was the eldest of five children. Mm-hmm. He actually graduated from Paris High School in oh, 1968, wow. and he was the 87th in his class of 154. So he's kind of a fucking dummy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it also said that Bill grew up with a very unloving mother. So she was a dumb bitch or something, I guess. Yeah. No, I and, saw uh, in the documentary that, like, he tried so hard to please her and just nothing would, like... Yeah, she was just yeah. like, nah, I'm nah. good. And he, like I said, oldest of five siblings. Uh, the brothers and sisters apparently would, like, kill animals and shit. So I think this whole family is just kind of fucked. Just fucked. Yeah. Maybe there's some, like, incest there or something. There's some weird shit going on. But yeah. apparently, apparently when he was younger, Bill would defend the animals. What I guess he, fuck? like, I guess he liked dogs That's or whatever. Different. That's, like, the only... Thing about i don't know whatever but it, it still gets different later because there's some animal shit later with yeah, this fucking yeah, yeah, guy yeah, yeah there is so one of his brothers also had uh pedophilic tendencies apparently yeah. there wasn't a ton of information on that but i did find that so i was like might as well mention it yeah and unfortunately um there's not like a ton ton of information about his early life but i still have a good amount of stuff yeah i still found a good amount of shit like for a while i couldn't find much and then i was like i started digging some more shit yeah up. So got to dig deep, but yeah, the thing is, his family—they were not very eager to release a lot of information about him. They really were just like, "No, no, I'm good." Mm-hmm. So I just wh- feel like he just ever. like none of the kids were like cared about, really. No, probably not. I'm sure. Not. Like she probably just got pregnant and didn't believe in abortions and just had the kid and was like, "Oh, fuck you." Pretty much, and five kids too. Yeah, so, like five yeah. times, dude. Yeah, make him wear a fucking rubber for Christ's sakes. So real quick, I'm gonna discuss a few statements from his brother Kenneth. Okay. So, Kenneth said, we got into fights like brothers do, but I never remember him being violent or anything. And he added that neither he nor his siblings were abused or excessively disciplined. 
So that that's kind of in the air. I mean, I don't know yeah. if they were abused or excessively dip- disciplined. I think it was more like he also could have like buried that. Like they could have mind, buried that like, too, but also even if it wasn't that, it could have just been her just not giving them any attention. Just because that'll do fuck. it too. The oh, negligence? Are you kidding me? Negligence that fucks is, the kid up, yeah, dude. That'll, that that'll fuck a kid, kid up. up. So it could have just been that. Like that's why I think he's just trying to defend his mother, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. We don't really know exactly what happened. Yeah. But in high school, Suff was of small stature, which was very different because when he was arrested he's like fucking 210 pounds he's like beefy as hell he's a big was dude was he tall i don't think he was tall i think he was I, short i don't, he I don't was think probably, i i picture him well seeing like his face in pictures mm-hmm. he looks like a very stocky man he he was a stocky man i don't think he was super super short but he definitely wasn't tall probably was, wasn't tall yeah he definitely like was not tall average less than average height and, probably like five and seven fat. like at the most and like fat, five just five or something stout, just a stout man yes big dude so, he was socially inept, and uh, Joseph Beeson, which was his formal vice principal at, uh, principal at Paris <laughs> Union High School, said, I think he felt a little bit cheated in life, being small and not very popular. Yeah. And he added that Suff was a D student who graduated in 1968 in the bottom third of his class, excelling only at band. Because apparently, um, Suff, a lot of people in a lot of articles I read, apparently he was a very good musician. What the hell? And I couldn't even find what he played exactly. But apparently he always did good in band classes and he was a very good musician, which I can't imagine just looking at him. I know that's like judging a book by its cover or whatever. No, like you I mean, can this, judge this, this, this book, book by its cover, yeah. This book sucks. This I'll is tell a you terrible that. book. This is the worst book ever. You don't want to read this book. <laughs> Not at all. Burn I read, this book. I read some of a book about him and fuck him. So, yeah, it's it's kind of strange. Um, so that year, Suff's parents were divorced and a year earlier, Kenneth Suff said that their father had abandoned the family, forcing their mother to go on welfare. So during, and also during Suff's uh, court hearing much later down the line, his mother testified that when Bill was 16 years old, his father abruptly left the family without telling anyone that he was leaving. And after he left, he never wrote to them. He never like talked to them. He never, mm-hmm. he never, he did not keep in contact. Okay. And, and she, his, his mother testified this? Yeah, she testified this in court. In court. Wow. Yes. Okay. And she said that he helped with his four younger siblings and also worked part time to help the family. So he was pretty much like the man of the house, I guess, when he, he was a child. Yeah, he got like just thrown into work. Basically. Pretty much, because I think, because like we said, he was the eldest. He was about 16 yeah. when his father left. So several other witnesses also testified concerning his childhood, and they recalled that the defendant's mother had very little interest in her children, like yeah. whatsoever. And That's uh, obvious. Yeah. And that Suff took over the father role when his father left. And that he was a normal, quiet high school student who did not appear to have any problems with girls in his early life. So, back in high school in Lake Elsinore, um, he caught the attention of a woman named Terrell, who at the time was 15. I believe he was about 18 at this time. Okay. Or like 18, between 18 and 20. I think it was 18, though. Okay. She said that she was drawn to his smile. And she um, gave him his number. I, his smile doesn't look that good. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm Actually, I'm not going to lie. It, he didn't look as terrible in his younger years as when he got arrested. I don't know. Like, when, he, when he's old, he looks fucking bad. Yeah, he looks terrible. This dude looks bad. But I guess he wasn't like he wasn't like a super ugly dude. Okay, back like in the day, I he guess. wasn't like unattractive. Yeah, I he guess, wasn't like but unattractive. He wasn't like, like super hunky. No, he wasn't. Yeah. But like, he wasn't a bad looking dude. I guess. Okay. So Bill relocated to Texas, but he still kept in touch with Terry, like slightly, and like kind of. Mm-hmm. He kind of kept in touch with her. She he's, she said that he kind of just like called her like after a while and was like, hey, like how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> how's it going, bozo? And she later said that she had been raped and was pregnant. And she doesn't really speak too much on this either. I thought that was like a weird state. You saw that in the documentary, right? Yeah. It was kind of weird. Like, she doesn't shed any light on it. She was just like, yeah, I was raped and I got pregnant. But also, she seems like 
I don't even, I don't want to say like you know like someone's trauma like isn't true or not but at the yeah. same time this chick seems to lie about a lot of shit like yeah, even in the interviews does. and stuff she seems like she lies so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if she just like just got pregnant she was just like yeah I got raped and I, I got rape. pregnant yeah because she she does seem like an asshole like I, she I would does. I would never say like you know like I I don't want to believe you like you know if you're saying you got raped or whatnot because yeah that's that's fucking hard to come yeah, out with it is. but I don't trust this chick yeah I'm just saying I, mean, I don't trust specifically this chick I'm just gonna say not that I don't trust her and I don't believe she was raped. I just it, believe that she kind of like Even if she And it's know. it's your story and you deserve to tell your story when you're ready. Yeah. But it's just like if you're gonna come out with it, then I don't know. It's I just guess, weird. I mean, like, it's no, just fucking weird. It's weird. Like I wanna say shed some light on it. Like, no, you don't have to, because it's your story, yeah. like you said, like you could say whatever you want about it, but at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like for the sake of this interview that she was in, it just felt weird. Yeah. Just the way she blatantly no, she's like a came very out and weird said lady. Like, she's very weird, and we are gonna get into this. Like you'll see yeah. why I have some skepticism mm-hmm. just on ev- it's not just it's not that I'm saying like that this that she said it seems like a lie. Everything she says seems like a lie, so I'm inclined not to believe yeah. anything she fucking says. So, Bill said that he would take care of the child, and they were married on December 13th, 1969. Bill was still in Texas when Terrell's daughter was born, and when he showed up, like, back to, uh, because I think this was still in, this was still, like, Riverside, like, she's still in the area. She's, like, I think she's in Lake Elsinore. Okay. But he tells Terry that he told his supervisors that the baby had died, and she was like, oh, Because he, like, didn't want them to know or something, right? Like, he was, like, kind of ashamed of, like, what, what she had said that she went through. Yeah. Yeah, some, yeah some, so he was, like, of ashamed sort. of it, and he told, like, everybody that the baby died, and he had to go home or something like well, that. Well, but let's be realistic. It's well, not that he was... Well, because wasn't he in the army? He, yeah, he was. And so he told, like, the officers that, like, he had to leave, right? Or something like that? No, he just told them that the baby died. She was going to come back and move with him. Oh. Yeah, she was going to come back and move with him. Oh, wait, you're right. Is, I remember this. he didn't want the fucking baby. So why say you're going to take care of it if you don't fucking want it? Because he's a fucking asshole. He's a fucking piece of shit. Disgusting. He's a piece of fucking garbage. So, yeah, he told the supervisor the baby has died and they couldn't take it with her. And she didn't really, like, her reaction to this was just like, oh, that was alarming. That was literally her reaction to this. And she just kind of... I remember her saying, like, this... I thought it was kind of weird. I thought it was kind of weird. Like, dude, that's your child. That's your fucking child. And she literally didn't seem like she thought twice about it. At the same time, I understand, like... And this is, like, honestly really hard to say. Mm. But if it's true that she was raped... Yes. Then there might be some weird type of connection slash unconnection from her yes, daughter yes but at the same time you're choosing to have the baby you're choosing to have this baby either you fucking love it or you don't yeah like it's that simple and, and like that's honestly really hard for me to say because like it is. i mean i don't know i've i've never gone through this and i've never like been there but at the same time i have had a baby and i know like what it yes. feels like and just I don't know. And that's if you definitely... choose to have the baby, you're choosing to have the fucking baby, and you are taking a part of your life and giving it to that child, yes. no matter fucking what. Yes. Well, not even just that, too, though, because, I mean, like, she could have, you know, chose to have the baby and then, like, put up for adoption, which she kind of did, but the situation was that, like, she... I just think it's weird because she said, like, oh, you know, we're going to take care of this child, we're going to do it, yeah. and then when he said the baby died, she didn't react to it. Like, she it's didn't not, at all. It's she not just... definitely had some fucking problems Yes, because it's not just saying that, like, okay, you know, we can't take care of this baby, let's put it up for adoption. It's him saying that it died yeah. and her not reacting to it. Yeah, he's literally saying, like, this baby no longer exists, and she's just like, okay. Yeah, so that's why I have a problem with that. Yeah, that's why fucked. I have a very no. Yeah, big problem I have a problem with, with it too. It's it's completely fucked. But like nobody should ever be okay with that. No, not at all. So Bill's mother and his stepfather would go on to adopt this baby, and Terrell moved back to Texas with Bill. 
Suff was actually discharged from the Air Force in December of 1970, and this was only after, like, a year and, like, a couple months into his service, which he was supposed to be in there for, like, about four years. Yeah. And it's not really known whether he was dishonorably discharged or not, though Bill likes to state that it was honorable. I'm sure it fucking wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure he pulled some fuck shit. I'm sure it had to do with a woman, honestly. I'm sure he fucking, like, murdered someone or, like, fucking raped someone or something, honestly. Pretty fucking sure, dude. I would not fucking doubt it. No, I would not doubt it at all. Sexually assault at the least. Yeah, for sure. So after Suff left the service, uh, he and his bride re-remained in Fort Worth, where Terrell worked as a waitress and telephone solicitor while he was unemployed, or he, like, would briefly hold a variety of, like, low-paying jobs, like Mm -hmm. a fry cook, delivery truck driver, ambulance aid, parking lot attendant, shit like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, John L. Gamboa was a Fort Worth attorney who represented Suff in the murder and a previous case in which Suff was convicted of stealing a car from the lot where he worked, and he had this to say about Suff. It probably troubled him deeply to be an intelligent, extremely manipulative man, obviously not reaching his potential. I'm sure this broke this fucking dude's fragile little ego. I bet his you it fucking His fragile little did. bitch ego. It probably just destroyed him, because he's literally like, being cared for by his dumbass wife. And, literally. Like, like his, yeah, I, he I'm do fucking shit. glad it did, honestly. No, yeah, I'm it's sure. Fuck it, him, dude. Fuck this guy. So Bill was an extremely jealous husband, obviously. Mm-hmm. He refused to let Terrell go anywhere on her own. Like, he wouldn't let her go to, like, to the store on her yeah. own, to the laundromat, like, anything. She had to dress the way he pleased. He had to be in charge of absolutely everything. And he would, like, force her to have sex whenever he pleased. And she would just be like, all right, well, this is it. This is my husband. This is how it is. Yep. So fucking gross, dude. And Terrell actually said that one night, and this is another very alarming thing that pisses me off about fucking Terrell. One what night- What fucking name is Terrell, first of all? I know Terrell. And one night- you? Yeah. One night their kitten was meowing, and Bill shot and killed the kitten with a BB gun. Like, it just kept meowing and meowing, and he shot it with a BB gun, and you know what Terrell said about this? I'm sh- I don't know if you remember. She said, that really scared the bejesus out of me. Like, no, that doesn't scare you. That's fucking... That is the... Fucked. That is the red flag. Yeah. That is... If you there is any enough, fucking but... red flag, it, like, he's forcing you to have sex with him. He's obviously very controlling, and then he shoots and kills your cat for meowing, which cats fucking do, because yeah. they're fucking cats. Yeah. And not only that, it was a kitten. You fucking imbecile, dude. Like, you were a fucking psychopath. You... This dude's a psychopath, and she's... Not even her. She's a fucking idiot, dude. No, I'm talking about Bill. Bill's a psychopath, but she's pretty much she's pretty much she's right behind him dude yeah she's right fucking behind him so tara also said that one time during a heated argument she threatened to take the streets as a prostitute and she told him i'm a woman not a possession and she said that she would survive even if that meant taking the streets as a prostitute Mm -hmm. and this argument got her thrown across the room and beaten apparently oh my god because he fucking hated prostitutes more than anything in the world i wonder if that's why he like went after them later on Possibly. I mean, there's there. We don't know exactly what caused it, but there mm-hmm. are a lot of factors that obviously point to it. Yeah. So, and it probably it probably his mommy issues too. The fact that I his was mom gonna say never... it's, it's it's definitely woman issues. And who knows? Maybe even maybe his mom was a prostitute or something because we don't maybe? know much about her. Maybe he found out something about her, and, and that is just, why he hated yeah, her so much too. Off. I don't know. So in 1973, Terrell and Bill had a child together. Her name was Dejanay, and Bill was apparently very pleased when his child with Terry was born. But he was jealous because it took attention away from him. Yeah. Which and is fucked. It's the dumbest thing ever. You are a little man baby. You are literally a fucking child if you're jealous of a fucking newborn baby. Literally. He would scream at his child and he would even smack her in the face when he was angry. And this is another thing, like I said, that pisses me off about Terry because she would see this happening and she's like, I would tell him to stop it. Like, no, you're slapping your fuck. He's slapping your fucking no. baby. No, Call no, the no, fucking no, no, cops. No, 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 no. Get him Don't away. even call the fucking cops. 
take your kids and get the fuck out, dude. Yeah, yeah. Do both. It's dude, yeah, call the fucking police. Kill him. I don't fucking care. Do fucking something. You don't dude. let someone abuse your child. You do not. You don't. You don't. You don't. You it's f- just that is so that is so fucked. Like I am disgusted. It is fucking ridiculous. I am so disgusted. And we're gonna get more into this right now. This is fucked. I, I think I know what you're about to say. You know what I'm about to say, but I found more than you know. Okay. I know for sure. Hit me. At this time, Bill was a stay-at-home dad while Terry worked, like we said earlier. And mm-hmm. one day, he called Terry saying that there was a problem with the baby, and he said that she wasn't breathing. When Terry arrived at the scene, he told her that he hadn't called an ambulance or anything. He was just like, she's not breathing. He hadn't called the cops. Okay. He hadn't tried to do anything. Okay, 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 okay. Let's take this a step fucking back. Hit me. You are on the phone with your husband. Who is in charge of these fucking kids? He calls you and he says the, chil- the child isn't breathing. The first thing out of my fucking mouth, call 911. Yeah, call 911. Call 911. Yeah. Why didn't she fucking say that? She didn't. She didn't ask anything until she got there. Why would you wait that fucking long, dude? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. This is fucked, dude. This is 100% fucked. Yeah. But go on. It's I'll ridiculous. Fucking go on. So, Dejeuner was pronounced dead on the scene by the time the ambulance got there. Yeah. She was already fucking gone. This was a two-month-old baby. A fucking newborn. Literally a newborn. After investigation and autopsy, it was revealed that Dejeuner had been severely, severely abused. She had many bruises and broken bones, including 13 broken ribs, a fractured shoulder, extensive bruises to the face and arms, and a cigarette burn through the sole of one of her feet. Let that sit in. A cigarette burn through the sole of her foot. There was a hole in her foot. A two-month-old baby. This and makes had me want to fucking cry, dude. This baby had a, rush, a ruptured liver from a fatal fist blow to her stomach. This man punched her in the stomach full force. A fucking baby, dude. And this... Okay, I'm going to stop for... I have more to say about this, but this pissed... Again, back to Terrell. If all of this was happening, this was not something that happened that one day. No, this was, it was ongoing. over a course of days. You would see this How? on your child. 13 broken ribs, bruises, a cigarette burn in the foot. You, How there's do not, you... That's not something you turn a blind eye to. That's not something that you don't notice and you find out later. Because when she said in the interview, she was like, I found out during the autopsy that my baby had been severely, severely abused. No. no you saw that happening. You, you knew s- and you chose not to do anything you about did, it. You did, because you even said that you saw him smacking her. I'm sure she saw much more. I am... And even if you didn't see all of this happen... When you come home and you see your baby, that baby's not going to be acting normal, No, first of all. not at all. And second of all, you would see a cigarette burn and bruises all over your child. Your two-month-old baby. This baby is the size of, like, not even your arm. Dude, not even. You would see everything. It makes me so fuck. This makes me fucking disgusted. And this is why I have, like, no remorse for Terrell. No, yeah, because I don't either. Because she knew what was going on. See, you can't I, tell I didn't me that know, she didn't. I didn't know that she knew. No, because yeah. Because in the I interview, she, like, started crying, and I was kind of like, oh, okay. I she didn't did. really, like, I didn't really think about it too much. And you know what? She totally did that for the fucking... I'm pretty sure For she the did. documentary. She acted like a victim, but no. You no, were... I'm... Now, dude, I'm 100% fucking convinced that Terrell is also a fucking psychopath. Yes, she is. Like, even if you didn't... Even if you weren't involved with it, you let it happen, and that is just as bad. It's just as fucking bad. That is bad. just as bad. You Even- are just as fucking shitty and you are just as fucking evil. Yes, 100%. And you deserve to fucking burn. 
100%. So when Bill was 24 years old and Terrell 21 years old, they were both convicted of the murder of their two-month-old daughter. And you know what's Fucking funny? Good. She doesn't say anything about that in the documentary. Of course she doesn't. She says nothing about it. Of course it. she doesn't. They, they mention how Bill went to jail for 10 years for that, but they don't mention Cheryl, or Terrell, not Cheryl, Terrell was in prison for two years for this. She should have gotten, they both no. should have gotten longer okay. sentences. no, no. This is the thing. They were both convicted of the murder of their two-month-old daughter and sentenced to 70 years. Bill Suff served 10 years, Terrell served two years, and was tried innocent after, which I don't fucking get. I don't get. It took the jury a half hour to convict this couple of the murder. Okay. That is not enough fucking time. No, it is. No, it took them a half hour to convict them because For they- For 70 years? Yeah. Okay, so why did they get out early? They fucking, um, Suff got out on parole and Terrell served two years of her sentence and they were just like, oh, you know what? We don't think you're guilty. And they later, uh, they later took back the sentence. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. No, the 30 minutes to convict them is perfectly fine. That is a short amount of time. That's, they saw the evidence and they were like, no, you guys fucking did this. Okay. The no, jury I thought, did, no, no, I thought you were saying fine. the evidence to let them out. No, 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 no. They got, they, it took them a half hour to convict them of the murder. To the 70 years. Yes, to the 70 years. Because they saw everything that happened. They were like, no, you guys fucking did this. Yeah. You fucking did this. And yeah, later, Terrell got out two years after her sentence and she divorced Bill when she was released from prison. Bill stayed in prison for 10 years of his 70 year sentence before being paroled, like I said, after killing a fucking two month old baby. I don't get that at all. When Bill found out that his wife was being released and was divorcing him, he had this to say. Divorce is the second worst word in the human language. The first is goodbye. First of all, fuck you. You're the worst word in the fucking human language. You, how do you, you care more fucking yeah. newborn baby. You yes. care more about your fucking yes. appearance. You care Are more you about fucking your fucking divorce me? and your wife leaving you after you just killed a baby. I fucking cannot believe this guy. It is ridiculous. I don't get it. So after Bill was released, he apparently contacted Terrell and left her voicemail stating that he knew where to find her and he would come and get her one day. And it's worth noting that on the subject of Terrell, Bill's brother Kenneth had this to say. I never witnessed my brother's violent side, but sus- but um, but um, he suspected that any inner rage that's rooted in his life was from Terrell. And if he's responsible for this, I think it's something that happened back in Texas, something between him and Terrell. Fuck you. Kenneth, you're also an asshole. No, your brother is fucked. Your brother was born fucked. Nothing that was going on in this dude's mind had to do with him and Terrell. Nothing. They're both fucked. They're both fucked. You did everything on your own. It's not... There's nothing that someone can say or do to me that would make me burn a cigarette in a fucking soul of a baby's foot and punch him in the stomach and kill them. Literally. There is nothing. There's no excuse. Zero. I just can't fucking believe this shit right now, no, dude. It's fucking ridiculous. I don't get how... I don't care if that's your brother. You don't... I literally how cannot, do you defend that? I cannot fucking understand the thought process of some fucking people, dude. No, not what at all. What fucking... Oh, what makes you fucking think that any of this is okay to do, for one, and then for his fucking brother, Kenneth, or whatever the fuck, makes you think it's okay to blame another fucking person for it? No, you can't blame anyone for your this. Your brother this was a you. grown fucking man when he did this shit, dude. And even if you're not... Even if you're not. No excuse. It's your, you fucking did these actions, dude. Yep. 100%. Be responsible for your own fucking actions. Oh my God, dude. 100%. Fucking (sighs) ridiculous. And this was so close. (laughs) I can't. I can't, dude. I really fucking can't. It just pisses me off so much. So at this time, Bill left Texas and he moved back to his hometown of Riverside County and he acted like nothing ever happened. And not only this, 
he was not allowed to leave the state of Texas. And he just left. And he just left. And I don't get how no one, like, followed him or no one, like, figured anything out or, like, tried to take him this back. This man or, like, killed a fucking newborn, dude. And you just let him leave the state. Like, what? And I don't get... He didn't change... This is it. why I don't really like cops. Yeah. And you know what, dude? <laughs> this he is did, why I don't like cops. He didn't change sure. his name and he didn't, like, go into hiding or anything. He, he went... He didn't even, like, get a disguise or nothing. No, dude. Like, dude. get a hair... Nothing. He just left. He just fucking up and left Texas. He just left and he never... He never had... And this is probably something that got into his head, too, because he never felt any accountability for anything that no, he'd done. No, of course not. He killed a two-month-year-old baby, I mean, a two-month-old baby, and he got away with it. He was paroled, he got off of it after ten years, and then he just left and that went back to a normal life. That probably boosted his fucking stupid-ass little fucking no. ego, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it brought He's him like, oh, I got away with it. Yeah, Watch like, how much more I can get away with. Exactly. Right? He was probably just like, I can do whatever the fuck I want, because no one cares. Yeah, this straight-up boosted his fucking ego, and... Fuck you, fucking state of Texas, for fucking letting him fucking go on that shit. Yeah, that's not okay. First that's... of all, the 10 years. Second of all, thank you for letting him leave the fucking state. Yeah, like, what the fuck, dude? So he became involved involved in the community and was known as a good guy by, like, all his coworkers and friends. Like, yeah, everyone, I saw that too. Everyone just had good stuff to say about him. No yeah. one believed that he did anything. Because they he, didn't know. No, they didn't know. He participated in chili cook-offs, which, of which he won some trophies for, and he was also involved in a sort of, like, ride-sharing service, and his picture was actually posted, like, on the walls for this ride-sharing service, and it said, take a ride with Bill, with him next to his gray I'm... van. <laughs> God, dude. Did, you can find that picture pretty easily online, and it's just fucking chilling. It's, I don't like looking at it. So, though I don't he... know um, if I should say, this, should say this now, but it was, like, later on learned that in his chili cook-off that he used some breast meat. That is not confirmed, but it's believed, right? It, it it it's not like generally believed, but there is there was a cop that like believed that he was like I think that he used some body parts in his chili. Jesus it's, Christ! It's dude. not in any way confirmed. There's no proof on that, but I it's possible. It's very possible because some people were found without like with some body parts missing. So it is possible. And if he did do that, you're dude. What the fuck? Who, on, who, dude, who are you? Are you Eric Cartman fucking feeding <laughs> feeding the fucking kids' parents to himself in a chili bowl? Like, what, who do you think you are? Literally. Who the fuck do you think you are, dude? What was the reason? Dude, like, come on. You're fucking ridiculous. Get fucking together. Oh, my God. So, though he was involved in the community, Bill also had a habit of going around and letting people know that there was a prostitute problem. Like, to everyone. Yeah. And in Riverside County, or a prostitute problem in Riverside County. And he was like, something had to be done about it. In 1984, Bill told his brother, Robert Suff, that he hated prostitutes. And in 1989, the 14-year-old daughter of the property manager at Bill's apartment complex and some of her friends dressed up like Barbies. Mm -hmm. And they asked Bill to judge who was the prettiest, which, by the way, you picked a terrible judge. First of all... Would you, talk, Why would talk you your do shit, that? Brie. Why would you fucking do that? Like, I know you're 14-year-old girls and you don't really know what you're doing. This is an older fucking man. And he's gross looking. And he's fucking gross looking. This was at the time, this was in 89, so yeah, he looked gross at this time. He looked fucking gross when he was Because when he was arrested in 92, he looked terrible. He yeah. looked giant and he was gray and like balding. And he, he looked, looked... thunderfucked in 1992. Yeah. So you could only imagine in fucking 89 or whatever you said. Yeah, that's only three years earlier. It's not, okay, it's like, oh my god. And I wish, I wish that more girls their age like understood this, that like, People are dangerous. People are fucking dangerous. Trust fucking nobody, dude. No. Trust fucking nobody, and you just don't do don't, this. Don't you even don't trust, know. Don't even trust me. Don't even trust Bree. Like, literally, don't trust don't, anyone. I'm not even mad if you don't fucking trust me. Yeah, like, don't I trust just anyone. Literally, don't fucking <laughs> trust anybody for your <laughs> own fucking safety, dude. Like, literally. 
there has been so many times when I was, like, 14, 15, and there has been, like, situations, like, where guys would be, like, all friendly with me and very, like, trusting and, like, just very friendly. And they'd be like, oh, okay, well, I have this and this for you. And I'd just kind of be like, uh, no. Yeah, no. I don't want anything from you. Like, I will talk to you like a human being, and that's about it. Yeah, no. Bye, sir. Literally. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, sir. <laughs> fucking bye. <laughs> like, I mean, no. Trust. And it, it fucking hurts me that, like, I'm pretty sure girls in 89 didn't really know about all the shit that, like, happens nowadays. Yeah. Like, girls getting abducted off the fucking street and... Yeah, it's terrifying. Guys watching girls leave their fucking I mean, houses and shit. I like, mean, it's it's really sad that it's the world we live in, too, because we've even had to tell your six-year-old daughter, like, as, as young as, like, three and dude, four years old, like, don't talk to people, don't run sad. off, like, don't go near people. It's so it's, fucking sad because my is. daughter She's is the literally friendliest thing in the, the world. friendliest fucking person. She just wants She will companionship. talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody, dude. At the grocery store, she's like, oh, what are you buying? And I'm like, Maddie, like... And it's kind of weird to say in front of people, but at this point, I don't care. No, yeah. I'm it, like, don't talk to strangers. It feels weird to tell people, like, especially when she's talking to people or something, like, hey, don't do that. But yeah. it's like, you have to in the world that we Literally. live in. Literally. Yeah, dude. You have and to. It's, dude, like, even, like, going to grocery stores, she is, like, well, she didn't used to be, but she is so in the habit now of, like, holding on to the cart and staying within my eyesight. Mm-hmm. Because there have been so many cases of um, People just walking by and just grabbing kids just in the grocery store. Just walking by saying just hi to them. them. Just, hi, come with me. And they fucking walk right out with them, dude. Yeah. And this fucking terrifies me, dude. Yeah. This is a little off topic, but I'm going to say it anyways. Our One of our first, like, beach trips, whatever, like, two years ago, um, we were at Cardenas. And I was in there, and I was like, um, I think you might have been there, actually. I, was gonna, I don't think so. It Maybe? was me, you, and Alfred, and Maddie. Oh, really? At the yeah, beach? No, at Cardenas. Oh. Before we went to the beach. You didn't end up coming to the beach oh, okay. the first time. The second time you did. But anyway. Maybe I was there. I think you were there because you were buying meat or something. Probably and we were like right there by like the meat <laughs> section. And there was this guy who was like walking behind me and he was like I looking was there. at me weird. I remember this. 100%. He was looking at me weird. And I was like, Maddie, get over here. Yeah. Like, no. And I was like, hold my fucking hand. Yep. You are not going anywhere. No, like, I remember that the guy. The slightest weird feeling I get in grocery stores or anywhere in public. I'm like, no. Yeah. My child is glued to me right now. I actually remember I wish, that completely. I wish a bitch would try and take my fucking kid from me, dude. I will go fucking nuts on them. Yep. 100%. Just no. It's just moral of the story, don't fucking trust anybody. Not don't even trust not even nobody. Like just just don't. Like don't trust anybody. So yeah, these 14-year-old girls uh dressed up like Barbies and they asked Bill to judge and he told them that the girls who are wearing makeup look like goddamn prostitutes. He said this to 14-year-old girls, and I'm wondering where the parents were, because I would beat the fuck out of him. Literally, don't fucking call my child a fucking prostitute. I would beat his fucking ass. For I would, one, it's my I daughter's body. She man. can wear whatever the fuck she wants. And second of all, don't say that don't to my sexualize fucking 14 And don't, don't fucking say that. And yeah, especially that, you're right, don't Do not sexualize. fucking sexualize a child. No. A fucking child, no. you fucking pig. You are so fucking gross. And in 1990, when a friend of Bill's stayed at his apartment for four to six weeks, he talked to her about prostitutes nearly every single night, and he commented that they needed to be killed because they were sluts. Red flag, call the cops. He often Most raised definitely. the subject of uh, the ongoing prostitute killings with James Dees, which was a correctional officer at the time, because Suff was actually really close with a lot of law enforcement. He was one of those killers that like stayed close to law enforcement and talked to them about all the stuff because he wanted to be involved and he liked hearing about his killings and yeah. shit. So he made like buddy buddy with the cops. He was one of, of those fucking assholes. Yeah, there's a few of those out there. Yeah, and a lot of cops actually knew him. Like they would always say like if he was in like a weird place or just like doing something weird or in a weird area, they'd be like, oh well, that's just that's just Bill. No, that's just good old Bill. 
Yeah. Nothing so, is good about this man. Don't trust people that are getting close to you if you're a cop, honestly. Because they're probably Literally. fucking sketchy. Like I said, trust nobody. Yeah. So he he came to the Riverside County um, Supply Warehouse to pick up supplies. James D's, that is. And also, also another thing, too, I forgot to mention. Um, I know I didn't write this down. Bill Suff would, like, deliver furniture to, like, police officers and shit. So that's literally like they like just for their home. No, like for like police stations or like some shit like that. I don't, I don't know, but he just he was very close with them. It was, it's weird. It's really weird. So Bill told Dees in 1991 that he thought the person who was killing prostitutes was going to clean the place up. I'm wondering why James Dees didn't investigate this. Because... Literally, why did you not like? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know the fucking dude. That this is really the only thing I found about him. But I'm just, I'm just questioning this. It's sad to say. Like I don't know who James Dees is or whatever, but. If you had any fucking inkling that this guy might have done it and you reported it, look how many lives you could have fucking saved. Yes. and look, Like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to put that guilt on you. Because it is. the timing is different. But, like, dude. If someone tells you that the person who's killing prostitutes is cleaning up the place in a good way, if you, you have, have to investigate that, dude, dude. If you have a gut feeling, and this particular gut feeling no, is something even, very fucking Not even serious. that, though. Even if you don't have a gut feeling, if anyone says something like that to you, dude, dude say something. Right. All, even right. if it's wrong, you can leave an anonymous tip, dude. Like, you can no, do so much. No, but I'm so saying, much. like, there's literally so much you can do. If you, like, ever get any fucking inkling that... So, and it's something this fucking serious, too. Yes. Yes. Like, fucking murders, dude, of women, for Christ's sakes. Like... You should have fucking reported this, and you could have saved the lives of so many women. A lot of women. Literally about, like, this was in 1991. 20 plus. Uh, in 1991, he could have at least, he could have at least saved, like, 10 women. Yeah. At it's, least. It's sad. Yeah, it's, it's very upsetting. It's very, it's just not right. It's, it's not. not right. So, in Bill's mid-30s, he met his second wife, Cheryl Lewis Suff. He has a thing for Errols. Errols. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He has a fucking Errol, like, fetish or something. Fucking weird. And fucking asshole. And when they met, Cheryl was only 18 years old, but somehow gained her attention, even though this dude was gross-looking by this time, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. in 30s, yeah, he was, he was pretty gross-looking at this time. And they married, and they moved in together soon after meeting, and Bill... Bill pretty much turned this woman into his fucking slave. Yeah. He made her... I remember hearing this. Yeah. He made her completely submissive to him. Like, Mm -hmm. literally, he would condition his wife so much to the point that she would not question him if he would just leave in the middle of the night and arrive at, like, late hours or, like, next day or, like, in a couple days or whatever. That is not fucking okay. She wouldn't question anything. She would just be, like... She was literally just that cook, clean, sex, like, whatever wife. That's what she was. Like, she did not question anything he did. Ever. Ever. It's kind of like fucking, like, Gacy, like, when he's like, oh, yeah. Don't go in you, the garage. You can't go in the garage. Yeah. It's, like, one of those kind of you things. You have just a garage? Like, exactly. Like, you have a garage? It's, it's what? It's not okay. It's just, No, it's not. It's, it's so sad, honestly. Your, hus- like, your husband doesn't let you go into a room. Red flag. Your husband controls you. Red flag. Your husband talks about killing prostitutes. Red flag. Your husband leaves at late hours of the night when people are getting killed and then comes how? home at like, early times in the morning. And he's also talking about <sighs> killing prostitutes. Red fucking flag. I understand that. Red flag. That a lot of these men who do these crimes are very manipulative and very like. Yes. Just I mean, yes. they get into your fucking mind and shit. But and then I feel again, for that. Like, I feel for the. I feel, I feel for, for Cheryl too. a lot more than I feel for. No, Terrell. I do too. I think Cheryl was actually, and she was eighteen, and he was like thirty something. Yes. She got straight manipulated. I I genuinely don't think that Cheryl knew anything. Terrell, on the other hand, she knew shit. She knew what was going on. Okay. Yes. So I don't think that Cheryl knew anything. But like I was gonna say. Like, I just, and maybe it's just because I don't see, like, 
myself getting manipulated and just being that blind to everything going around me. Like, it's hard for me to understand being so blind to yeah. all of the red flags. And I mean, it does happen. Like, we, it does I, happen, I have, obviously. I have, but like, I have been manipulated very, by people. It's very hard for me to fucking see, dude. I haven't been manipulated to this extent. Yeah. But I do know what it feels like to be manipulated by a person. And it is hard to see what is going on is. until you actually see what's going on. It's hard to, like, swallow that fucking pill. It literally is. It's a it's fucking very hard. hard pill to swallow, dude. And I feel for that. I really do. I really fucking do. I'm like, not some saying of that, like... like it's, it's, just, it's just baffling to think of when you see it in writing, because it's yeah. like, what, we, what would you do? Like, why didn't you do anything? But then you think about it, and it's like, well, every situation is different. We don't know what's going on That's in the That's what I'm saying. Like, but... I feel bad for her in the sense, but me looking at it on the outside... I just you question I why this person didn't do anything. Didn't see the red flags. Yes. Didn't didn't do anything. You have it. to question it because it's like it it has to do with life or death. So you're yeah. like literally. You dude, you like... want to feel like you know you guys should have noticed this, mm-hmm. but we really don't know what was going on. We don't know what was going on through her head at the time at all. She I'm sure she was very heavily manipulated. I'm by not this saying man. she's in the wrong at all. No, like no. he was. It was said before that he's very manipulative. You know, what, even later we'll find out later. Cheryl fucking like abandoned him like after he got arrested. Fucking like literally the second riddance. he was arrested, she was like, "Bye." Good. So she wasn't like one of those ones that tried to like hold on, hold on or anything. So that's why I do think that she 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 yeah. was a victim. She yeah. was totally a victim. Terrell, fuck Terrell. You suck, Terrell. I don't. I don't like Terrell. <laughs> I don't. I don't like her. I don't. I don't care if I sound like a dick. I don't like Terrell. I don't fucking like her. So, yeah, he would leave all times of the night, and this would literally, the fact that his wife would not question anything he did, this gave him free reign to do whatever he wanted without any suspicion at home, and also without to alarm anyone else because everyone thought he was just a family man. A fucking good guy. Yeah, no one, like, really realized what he was doing. Disgusting. He had full reign to do whatever he wanted. So, he would also shoot soon. That makes me fucking sick, dude. It's ridiculous. He got Cheryl pregnant pretty soon after this, too. Mm-hmm. And the couple's infant daughter would be the victim of abuse, just as Dejanay was. She was eventually taken by authorities after uh, Bridget Ann had suffered brain damage as well as other injuries from beatings. Bridget Ann was the daughter. This was the daughter. Okay. This was his new daughter. And the suffs were investigated, but were never charged with this crime, which makes she suffered brain damage. Makes zero sense to me, because it wasn't just it was brain damage and obvious injuries of beatings. This, this is what CPS doesn't do shit, dude. CPS, yeah, like I said before, like, and I will say again. They don't again, do shit. Serpia, serpius. Serpius. <laughs> CPS hurts more than they help. Yeah, dude, what They fucking like, do. How do you, like, dude, like, they'll go to, like, some houses of, like, good-ass parents and take children from them. And then you Literally. Go to, and then you go to a house with a baby. A newborn baby that has brain damage and beatings, you're just like, oh, well, <laughs> I know, I know <laughs> not this, a big deal. Dude, what? no, I literally, I know the situation, I won't say names or anything, but I know the situation where this kid had, like, you know, kids do weird shit, like, they yeah. show their butts or whatever, like, this kid had showed his butt at school. Oh, it sounds like me. He fucking showed his butt at school, and then, I guess, like, the teachers got, like, a hold of it, and they sent CPS to the house, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna take your fucking kid away. Ridiculous. Because he's being sexually abused. Like, yeah. What? No. And you know what's funny, too? And I, I know these fucking parents, dude. Yeah. Literally, I know them very fucking well. Right. Like, <laughs> you gotta tell me who that is later. I will tell you who it is later. And they are fucking great parents. Yeah. Like, great fucking parents. Like, honestly, like, I could not... I could not be a, a better parent than them. Oh, but yeah. anyways, like, CPS fucking hurts more than they fucking help. Dude, for sure. 100%. I and rem- I know that on a first fucking basis right there. Oh, I know that on a first first hand basis because I told C- I told them that I was being abused. They didn't do shit. 
They didn't do See, fucking like, shit. Mine they just was a little different, but... They just, like, asked my parents. They are just like, oh, is this happening? And my, and my fucking evil witch fucking bitch-ass stepmom was like, no, 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 nothing was happening. They were just like, all right, well, case closed. Literally, dude. Like, I literally gave them, like, it was the one time I ever opened up to, like, a counselor and stuff, and I gave them detailed accounts of the abuse that I went through and stuff with my stepmom. And then they were just like, oh, well, okay, we'll, we'll look into it, into this. And then nothing ever happened. Yeah. And then I got, and then of course, after that, I got abused even more after that because course, my stepmom yeah. was pissed because I reported her. Yeah, no. So. Like, I almost want to become a CPS agent just so I can, just like. Just so you can, like, be the good be one. Be a fucking good one. Be an actual one that actually cares fucking and actually cares, fucking dude. does something. Jesus Christ, it's so fucked. <laughs> like, dude, it is. I'll tell you my fucking CPS story later, but. Yeah, definitely. I'm not going to say, say it on the air. <laughs> I think I've heard some of it, but I haven't heard all of it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's fucked, later. dude. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, it's just, it makes me so fucking mad. It's, so, yeah, it's fucked. So, like I said, to the outside world, Bill seemed to be an admirable family man. He was clean cut, he didn't smoke, he barely drank, and even when he drank, like, apparently he didn't really do anything, he just chill, he would drink a beer or something. And he often protested against drug use and prostitution, as I mentioned earlier, which some people saw as a good thing, they thought he was being, like, a good community man, mm. which we know now, no, you're fucking not. So no one, even his wife Cheryl, had any idea of his previous conviction for killing his child. Wow. No one knew about it because he was paroled in Texas and he just left. So no one knew. Cops didn't know. His family didn't know. How? Like, well, I mean, his family knew. I'm I'm lying about that. But, um, I mean, his family, as in, like, you know, Cheryl. Yeah, no. If you're paroled, you have a parole officer. Yes. They're supposed to come and check on you. that is what I'm saying. That's what I'm wondering. And I didn't find anything about the parole officer. So what did they do? Did they just not care? They were just like, well, he's gone. What am I going to do? This man, literally, it's different if this guy got arrested for, like, selling weed. Yeah, like, selling weed or, like, Then, yeah, I wouldn't fucking really care. Or, like, smoking weed in his car, like, some stupid shit. Something like that. no, you killed a baby. You killed a fucking innocent baby. And it wasn't you accidentally killed a baby. You abused this fucking child over a period of days if not weeks yes since birth i'm sure literally since dude. fucking birth it's just it doesn't make sense it doesn't at all so, so employers uh recalled bill's excellent computer skills and described him as enthusiastic friendly likable and punctual one couple who employed him trusted him to pick up their child from school and also this is a fun that little... makes me fucking sick no you want to hear something worse this, okay, this is not 100% confirmed, but it says that it comes from a very notable and reliable source, so I think it is true. It is possible that he took care of one of the victim's child, someone that he murdered. He babysat their kid. I bet you that boosted his fucking ego, too. Yeah, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. Fucking piece of shit. It is so sickening to think about that, that they tr- he, he was trusted with their child and he fucking murdered them after. It's... It's insane. It's almost like a abducted in plain sight. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> of right now. That's literally exactly what I was thinking of. <sighs> so this couple testified that Suff was afraid of doing anything wrong and going back to jail. And Bill's supervisor at the county warehouse recalled that he volunteered for social events and was very mindful of his daughter, Bridget, which, that's a fucking lie. It's you were not one, mindful That was her. a fucking show, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, you are a two-faced asshole. Fucking abusive fucking prick. Several people testified that bill helped them with like work and personal chores like all the time like he was always there to help he was like oh you need some help sure i got you i got your back 
So what See, fucking See, nowadays, ever? like, I look at people like that, and I'm like, And you're no. like, why? 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 Why are you... Dude, why do you want to help me? We were me? literally saying this the other night. Like, people who are too fucking nice yes. are freaky, dude. No, like, dude, it's weird. It's like, what... It's unnatural. Because it's just like, don't. what is going... In this day and age, you just can't go over to your neighbor's house and be like, hey, let me help you with your lawn. Like, no. Get oh, the like, fuck off my lawn. Like, yeah, because I'm going to question them and be like, what? what is your motive? Literally. What are you looking for? What? Like, do you want me to owe you something after? Yeah, exactly. Do you want something to do with my family? What do you want to meal like i don't know what your intentions are yes so it's fucked and it's, it's, freaky. And it's and it sucks because some people really are just nice with zero intentions and i'm sorry but, but i is, don't trust you no i don't <laughs> i don't it's hard to decipher like if you were too <laughs> nice sorry. to me if you were too nice to me i get weirded out uh, and yeah. i don't want to be around you 100 percent. like it's oh my god weird. okay off topic and we're already at like 50 no it's fine you can, minutes. We can this is gonna be as long okay. as it wants we're so, upgrading our shit soon anyway so we can be as la- we could go guys, as long as we want anything I worked at, I think I told Caleb this story. I worked at a Burger King for like two years. And there was this old guy. Wait, you worked at Burger King? <laughs> Shut up. Something just <laughs> fell on my head right now. I, I literally just felt something tap my head and I, I feel nothing here and I'm not having a good time. That's okay, weird. go on with your story. That was okay. fucking weird. So I was working at Burger King and every day, pretty much like two months after I started, there was this old, like early 70s white guy who would come in and he was so fucking friendly Mm. so fucking friendly and then like the third day he came in he said something a little like subjective to me and i just kind of blew it off because old guys don't really give a fuck who they flirt with anymore like even if they have wives they're just gonna fucking shoot their shot and if it doesn't work they're like oh fuck it move on with my day literally it's it's fucking weird like dudes at like warehouses i've seen them like hit on like younger girls and shit all the time and i'm like i literally have walked up to some of them like fucking stop no like, like dude it's stop. disgusting and it did creep me out but i was just kind of like okay like, like whatever. whatever like and all he would do he was get he would get a fucking coffee and he would sit at his table for hours mm-hmm. and then like one day he told me he was like oh i'm i'm actually living in my car my wife kicked me out mm-hmm. and i was like what the fuck and some days like on sundays like i they, hate when him, random people tell me personal stories yeah, no i it's hate fucking it. weird but anyway leave like, me alone one day his wife came in with him like, his wife came in with him, and they, uh-huh. like, sat together and had coffee, and they were all friendly and whatever, and she left in a different car. Okay. And I was like, okay, this is a little fucking weird. And then as the months went on, I was like, there is something wrong with this guy. Yeah. For sure. And then one of my uh, good friends at work, I'll just call her A, Um, we know her as Rectangle Head. <laughs> oh, fuck. I hope she doesn't listen. She was like, she, and he, no, she doesn't. He had a fucking, like, hard on for her dude like he oh, really? was in love with her oh god and he would pass her notes that's oh uh, he would pass her no. notes. like call me no call me when my night no. yeah no this it gets fucking worse call me when my wife's not around this and that this what? shit and she was like no never and so like when he would come in i'd be like dude don't worry like i got this like because he was never like he was creepy with me but it was just like little comments yeah and so like i was like dude don't worry i got this like you go in the bag handle your shit and so, like, I would take his orders, and she just, like, ignored him the whole time. And then one day, I got off of work, and I was, like, already home. And I checked my phone, and she was blowing me up. She what was fuck? fucking blowing my phone up. Okay, you told and me about I this opened, guy, but I haven't heard all of this. I opened my fucking uh, text messages, and there's screenshots. Just, like, loads and Wait, loads of number? screenshots. No, listen. There's loads and loads of screenshots. This fucking guy is on Megan's Law. Oh, For shit. For fucking... Yeah. And I forgot what the charge name was. I, I probably won't say it, but like, basically, he was uh, messing with children. Yeah. That's and for fucking this fucking disgusting. long, I had a fucking feeling about him, dude. 
And he Literally, was just so trust your gut crazy. feelings. Dude, literally, trust your gut feelings. Literally, because they're probably fucking real. And like, okay, so this one time, um, like after she told me that, I was just like very like he would come into Burger King, and I'd just be like, I didn't even really want to take his fucking order, but my manager. I'm not um, even kidding. I'd fucking kick him out. I would not care if I lost my job. My manager told me she was like, we have to serve him. Yeah. Because we can't like say we went online and looked up all the shit. Yeah. So, everybody in Burger King knew about it. And even the uh, guys were always, like, looking, like, when he fucking, like, came yeah. up to order and shit. But, like, dude, it just got creepier and creepier and creepier. And literally right Wait, before... Wait, more shit happened? No, there's just the comments he would say were just, like, creepier. Uh, and then this one well, yeah, because once you know, it's, like, it makes no, it so oh my God, much this, worse. This one comment he said, dude, like, something... Because my friend A had um, a boyfriend who would, like, come into the restaurant and spend lunch with her. Yeah. And he would just sit there and fucking stare. Yeah. Just fucking stare at her and him, like, having fucking lunch. And, like, she said something to him, like, very playfully, like, jokingly, like, oh, you got a big fucking head or something like that. To the guy or to her boyfriend? To her boyfriend. Okay. And he was, like, he looked at me and he was, like, if my wife ever said that to me, I would smack her the fuck down. Oh, He literally no. said that. And I was just kind of, like, I just kind of looked at him, like, what the are you fuck, serious? Dude? And I walked in the back and I was, like, Claudia, go handle this because I'm about to go off on this fucking guy. Yeah. And literally, it was, like, a few days before I left to start another job. Uh-huh. I was standing in front of the counter, and he, like, walked up to me, like, by the counter, and my manager was in the back looking at the cameras. Mm-hmm. And he walked up to me at the counter, and my purse is, like, hanging off my shoulder, and it's a long purse, so it kind of, like, hangs by my butt. Yeah. And he tugged on my purse. Oh, no. But in the area that my butt was. Fuck no. And I literally fucking smacked my purse and his hand, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he just laughed, and he's like, did I scare you? And I was like, are you fucking serious? Mm. I looked at him and I was like, are you fucking serious? Dude. And he just kept laughing. And I walked into the fucking back and I was like, did you see that? And my old manager was like, yeah, I saw all of that. And as far as I know, he doesn't go there anymore. Bye, sir. Yeah. Good fucking bye. I'm dead fucking serious, dude. That is fucking disgusting. Not a single fucking lie, dude. (sighs) This guy is so so gross. fucking gross, dude. And his car is very distinctive, too. So I know, like, and I've seen him at, um... Like, a, a little bit after I left, I think I was working at... Can we go just fight this guy, like, right now? I was working at Amazon, and I went to the Walmart, like, uh, not by my house, but, the, like, the other one, and I saw him there, and he was, like, laughing around with the door greeter, mm. and I was like, fuck, if only you fucking knew, dude, and I got the fuck out of there. That's so fucking gross, dude. Can we go fight him? And just you know like what? Right there, there was a cop that used to come to Burger King, and, like, uh... He had, like, kind of a thing, like, with my manager. Because uh, she was, like, very pretty and attractive. But he mm. would come and he'd be like, yeah, there's really nothing we can do until he, like, actually does something. Yeah, that's so fucked, dude. And I told him about, like, pulling my purse. And he was like, well, it was your purse. Like, I don't I'm fucking like, care. That's fucking... my property. What do you Literally, fucking mean? Don't, don't touch fucking it. touch me. Don't, don't touch me. Don't touch anything that I own. This cop was the like, fuck? I don't know what the fuck was wrong with him. But he was just weird. Dude, fuck fucking him, too. weird cop. But yeah, that's my fucking Burger King horror story. Uh, what do you mean you can't do anything? What do you mean that's he just said, your purse? You're holding your purse. That's a part of you. Yeah. No, he, he said that we can't do anything until he, like, physically touches you. That is I'm physically like, touching it you. It brushed literally up against right here, dude. Yeah, that is physically like, touching it, you. And it wasn't, like, a little... That is something that's hanging off of you. It wasn't you. like this. He didn't, like, just, like, tug it. He yeah. He was, like... Like, he fucking pulled it down. Because he saw where my... And there were so many other... If you're gonna fucking pull my purse... Which I don't fucking like in the first yeah, place. Yeah, don't do that either Pull way. Pull it but... in another fucking area that's not by my ass, you fucking pervert. He's fucking disgusting. Anyways, sorry guys. Moving ridiculous, on. Ridiculous, dude. That's fucking ridiculous. It's just crazy that there are fucking monsters that live among us. They're everywhere, dude. Everywhere. It's crazy. So anyway, a woman named Danella uh, Shearer had this to say. 
I've never seen that man lose his temper. Lose his temper. He was always a really nice guy. He was always beyond the duty or the call of duty to help his coworkers. So she just had the same thing to say that everyone else did. Yeah. Although no one was aware of what he was doing or what he had done, some ex-neighbors noticed some strange things about Seth's doing, like, you know, the fact that he would come and go at late times of the night yeah. at random-ass times, even though he worked during the day. So, you know, a little bit weird. I mean, people yeah. do that. I do that, but still, whatever. <laughs> I'm not murdering prostitutes. Yeah, you're not. And I don't drive a creepy van. So 100%. <laughs> he seemed to have law enforcement affiliations, and that's quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. This is, it's, it's quote unquote purposely because he was not employed to any type of law enforcement, but he would keep a highway patrol cla- cap and handcuffs. Yeah. Ha- Jesus, handcuffs. I can't talk. And hand, highway patrol cap and handcuffs in his van. <laughs> Banan. So Vanana. that's a big red flag. If you're not a cop and you have a patrol cap and ha- and handcuffs. Uh, no. No, 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 no. I'm calling no. the cops on you immediately, honestly. Immediately. Like, honestly. So, during the time of all the murders, Suff actually had a pretty close relationship to some of the policemen and investigators, and he was even with some of the policemen when they got the call about one of the bodies being found, to which Bill replied, Oh, was there another murder? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Fuck you. Bill's killings may have started as early as 1974. Though many bodies that were found had been decomposed beyond recognition. Some would be named due to DNA evidence or to dental records, but other ones would remain nameless, and we are never going to find those names. That is so sad, dude. Because with some of these bodies, only bones were found. Just bones or pieces of bones. And from the years of 1986 to 1981, which was literally like the majority of his killings, at least 19 women had been found. Over the course of five years. And there was a time... 76 to 81? No, 86 to 91. Oh, okay, okay. So, over the course of five years, at least, at least 19 bodies that were linked to him were found. All of them were dead, all displayed, and some of them were terribly, terribly mutilated. So right now, we're going to start with some of the pretty much confirmed but not convicted murders, as well as some that are generally believed to be uh, Bill's kills. And we're going to end with the 12 murders that he was actually convicted and sentenced for. So there are definitely more that have never been solved, but but Bill has refused to speak of, like, anything. I feel like he still thinks that he can get away with it. No, he still denies that he has done anything to this day. Jesus even though there's Christ, so dude. much fucking evidence. Like, so fucking much. So, like I said, there are definitely more that has never been solved. Mm-hmm. So we're very sorry if we miss any of the victims. It's not intentional at all, but it's kind of hard to find information on some it's, of the lesser known and unproved killings. Yeah, it's all based off of uh, all the research we can get off of, well, all the research Caleb can get off of online, basically. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to a, I literally researched you tons went, of different articles, tons to of different documentaries. I, I did a lot on this one, honestly. Honestly, y'all, hats off to Caleb on this fucking episode, because he <laughs> worked his fucking ass off, and I feel like a stupid, fat, dumbass. I really, all I did was watch, like, a fucking 45-minute documentary and read, like, two articles, and I was like, all right, we're good. <laughs> so that 45-minute documentary you watched, I actually watched it, I think I counted six times. Really? I watched it six times. I think times. I watched it twice, honestly, because 
<laughs> no, the one on YouTube that I watched, it was like 45 minutes. It was 45 minutes and it restarts And it restarts. After. Yeah, so I, 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 I was... watched it twice not knowing I was watching it twice. I, I watched the first 10 minutes of it without knowing and I was like, wait a second, this is the same fucking yeah. thing. But then I watched it multiple times just to kind of like make sure that I got some of the facts right and whatnot. Yeah. I literally watched that thing six times uh, throughout the course of a month and a half. Because it was just like different days when I was like yeah. adding to the notes and shit and I just kept like watching it over and over mm-hmm. again. But I was, I was doing a bunch of shit. I mainly... The main thing that I got out of that was that I wanted more on Terrell and I wanted to watch how yeah. she reacted and the shit she was saying and I wanted to back it up with other interviews and I'm, other information I'm honestly that I like found on her. very glad you did because like I didn't think twice about anything she said in the documentary. No, yeah, at the first, I did not think twice. The first time I watched it, I did not. And then I started finding more on her and I started watching it again and putting pieces together and I was like, no, no I don't she's fucking not fucking believe right, her. yeah. No, I don't not fucking right believe her. So before we get into the ki- any of the actual killings, we're going to talk about one attempted murder because I don't I, I say most, but I think I think this is the only person that survived an encounter like this with Suff. Okay, it I've never only, heard about this. So. It is the only one that I could find. I've so, never heard about this, so let's go. So in January of 1989, Rhonda Jetmore was seated on a bench on Main Street in the city of Lake Elsinore, hoping to encounter a date, quote unquote. And a man driving a station wagon alongside the curb near where she was sitting, um, he, he came up and, you know, confirmed she was looking for a date. Mm-hmm. And he told her that his name was Bob, and they agreed on a price of $20 for straight sex. And she directed him to a nearby vacant residence. Once inside, Jetmore requested prepayment for the services, and he handed her a bill, and she's like, she started looking at her with her flashlight, or looking at it with her flashlight, because mm-hmm. I guess she just had a flashlight with her. I don't know why, but good, good thing she did. No, yeah, I- Flashlights are handy. No, no, no. All, like, honestly, all, if you're a sex worker, come prepared. Because you well, never fucking you, know. You gotta check the bill and shit, You have so. to check the bill, and you don't know what you're getting into. It might be dark in these places, you know? Like, yeah, have a right. flashlight, have some pepper spray, have a fucking gun, dude. Like, yeah, 100%. come prepared. Come 100%. fucking prepared. 100%. So, when she started flashing the uh, flashlight on her, on the $20 bill, mm-hmm. she realized that it was just a single, single dollar. Mm-hmm. And before she could even say anything, Bill started choking her. He immediately grabbed her by the throat, started choking her. He put his neck around her hands, and he pushed her down and was just choking the fuck out of her. She looked at his face and also noticed his belt buckle, which she said had Bill spelled on it. Uh-huh. Fucking idiot. I'm just going to say Literally, that. Literally, like... <laughs> you're out here killing people, and you have, you're telling people that your name's Bob... But you have your fucking. <laughs> na- First of all, what a fucking douchebag move, you douchebag! What a fucking douchebag move to get your name on your belt buckle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You I fucking did, idiot. I did want to say that. First of all, <laughs> you're a douche if you do that in general. Second of all, you are so fucking stupid, dude. Literally. Like, like you're trying not what? to get caught. You think you're so intelligent and you think you're so smart, but you're just a big dumb dumbass. Literally, you fucking big fucking ten dollar dumbass. <laughs> fucking kidding me dude you had bell spilled on your belt spelled <laughs> bill spelled on your belt you dude, said bell spelled I, I, on your I belt. know <laughs> he spilled bill on his belt but whatever dude you're a fucking idiot fucking moron so at this time Rhonda felt that she was losing consciousness and she believed that he was attempting to kill her obviously so when she realized that she still had her flashlight she fucking struck this dude on the side of the head with the flashlight fucking good yeah good shit for you and he re- he released the grip on his on her neck and this gets really weird right now this whole scene just this whole struggle sounds weird to me so they struggle and as she attempted to escape his eyeglasses just fell off. And he agreed to let her leave if she assisted him in finding his glasses. And I wonder how this whole thing went down, because I feel like you'd just be screaming and you'd leave, but she like she agreed to help him find his glasses. What? It's it's just so weird. I don't know. It sounds very strange to me, but I guess like you're just you're scared. You're just doing what you can. I don't know. Like What? So and I don't get his 
I don't know, maybe he can't see like at all without his glasses. So maybe he freaked out, but I don't know. But she helped him find his glasses. And then when he, when she spotted them and she like, she like shined on him with her flashlight, he looked down to grab them and she fucking ran. Good. And she got the fuck out of you, there. Okay, I don't understand this at all. Why would I, you help this man who was literally no, I just don't, trying to choke I him? don't know. I think she was just trying to survive. I think it just seemed like, I don't know. I don't know exactly how it went down. Like, in my head, it seems like it doesn't work. But maybe that was just her best option in the situation. Maybe he had a hold of her. And then she knocked down the glasses. And he was just like, I'll let you go if you find them. That is so weird to me. Because if if she had already broken free and his glasses fell off. You think and he's she'd like, leave, but I don't know. And if he says, I can't see without my glasses, will you help me find them? Then fucking run. He can't yeah. see where you're going. But you know run. what? Even if he can't see with the glasses, maybe it was a matter of him not being able to see completely. He could probably still see a body and he could probably still grab a hold of her. Yeah, but still, why would you believe this man who was just trying to fucking kill you? I don't know. But she got away. So, I mean, she... Okay, good for you, but Whatever I don't she understand. did, she did right. It sounds like a weird situation, but she got away, so whatever she did, she did okay. do right. She did right. So, she actually didn't report this assault until she was contacted later in January 1989 by the Riverside County Sheriff's Department regarding a completely different matter. Okay. And she informed a sheriff's deputy of the name on the belt buckle and her perception that the assailant had responded when she called him Bill. Because after she realized it was Bill, like, I think she said it, and I think that could also have something to do with the story. Maybe when she's, I don't know, I feel like that would piss him off maybe, more. No, maybe, maybe when she said it, he realized, oh, fuck, my belt buckle, I better just let this one go. Maybe, but that seems like, that makes even less sense to me, because I feel like at that point, he'd be like, oh, you knew my name. But she already struck free away from him, so he was probably yeah. like, this is the one that got away, you know? Maybe, yeah. It was just, and it was probably, you know what it probably also was, too? It was probably his ego. It was probably him just like, you know what, even if I let her get away, I'm not going to get caught. I've never been caught before. I've wow, never, like, I've already gotten away with this this many crazy. times. crazy. I've never heard about this. Yeah, it, it's pretty fucking crazy. So, um, when she was contacted again in 1992 by the Sheriff's Department, she selected Bill's photograph from a group of six photographs. So, she knew exactly who it was. Yeah. She remembered who it was. And she recalled that he drove a light-colored station wagon. She she identified Bill at trial, actually, too, during his trial, and she say, she stated that she had no fucking doubt in her mind. That was the man that attacked her. Yeah. That was the fucking dude. So that was the one chick that ever got away from Bill. Wow. That is the only one that I've ever found. I think it might be literally the only woman that ever got away. Actually, no. No, I lied. There is one other. There is one other, and I do have it written down, but that is... That's a very unique story. Okay. It's the only unique one like that. So now that we have a decent understanding of this piece of fucking shit's earlier life, we're going to start getting into the actual murders. Starting with the murders that he... He definitely did. There's no doubt in my mind that he did these. Yeah. But he was not convicted for these. But we're still, they're still way worth mentioning. And I feel very sorry for all the victims, all their families and everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's, terrible. It's terrible. And may they all rest in peace. Yes. And I've read many stories. There were a lot of family members that testified at that trial with how much he affected their lives. And it's, it's fucking sad. It's so fucking sad. It's dude. really bad. So on October 30th of 1986, the body of Michelle Yvette Gutierrez was found. She was 23 years old, and she is the first known victim of Bill, like, that they can link. Link to him, yeah. She was discovered on a Thursday morning, and also, well, not not even exactly the first known victim, because, I mean, the first known victim was his child. Yeah. So, but, you know, one of the first known prostitutes. Okay. So, she was discovered on a Thursday morning by a homeless man who was scavenging for cans and bottles, and he saw the body of a dark-haired woman, and she was curled up in a drainage ditch in Rubido, near um, Aguamansa Road and Market Street. She was laying on her back 
Her clothes were torn to shreds and her underwear was pulled down to her ankles. She had multiple stab wounds and her chest and face were, her chest and face were filled with dried blood. Her pubic hairs, this is disturbing, so trigger warning. Her pubic hairs had even been ripped out with by force, by hand. What the fuck? He tore her pubic hairs out with his hand. Tore them out. During autopsy, it was revealed that Michelle had strangulation marks on her neck and had been vaginally and anally raped. She also had marks on her breasts and buttocks, which provided a framework for her death. And she hailed from uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, which isn't that where Lala's from? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's where she came from. So she traveled a while too, and it's it's crazy that she came from Texas as Bill did too. Yeah, and then that's they fucking really crazy. It's terrible. So the second victim to be found was Charlotte Jean Palmer, and her body was discovered on December 11th of 1986. And also, really pay attention to the dates that I'm saying. Most of these killings were a month apart. Yeah, literally just like one after another basically this killing right here this was this was what a month and a week after yeah like roughly so he was he was doing this very often Mm -hmm. this wasn't like an every once in a while thing for him he was going fucking at it i almost want to say it might have been like almost a berserker mode like it's not exactly but it's close to it like just it's like a long prolonged berserker mode almost it's weird and she was only 24 years old she was found half-clothed near Highway 74 and Matthews Road in Romaland, and unfortunately, the county coroners were unable to determine the cause of her death because of rapid putrefaction. So, yeah, she, like, decayed fast? Yeah, so, like, the exact, like, um, the exact description of putrefaction is, if you don't know what it is, is the process of decaying or rotting in a body or other organic matter. So yeah. it's just rapidly decaying is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I've heard the word before, like, describe, to describe, like, dead trees. Yeah. Like putrefied tree. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Pretty much same thing, just with bodies. Yeah. So I couldn't find the exact date for the next body found, only that it was early 1987. And this woman was Linda Ann Ortega. She was 37 years old, and she worked at a Carl's Jr. in Lake Elsinore, which we're also going to have to go visit. That's a Mm -hmm. perfect one. Um, On Railroad Canyon Road. Because like we said, we literally know where, like, pretty much all of this shit is. Like, everything we're mentioning, this has, like, been in our lives for fucking ever. So it's so weird to, like, say these these streets and like i've literally been around in this area in like, all of these fucking yeah. streets and all of these areas at one time or another it's in my life very fucking chilling dude so she was found ravished and stabbed in a patch of brush of brush near franklin street and ridge road and evidence put her death at three days earlier than her body was found and her co-workers described her as a devoted single mother and most were, surpri- were surprised to even find out that she was a prostitute yeah. to begin with because she was literally just doing it to support her child yeah which is fucking terrible it's 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 sad but then again like do what you have to do you know no well no no not the i mean yeah this the prostitution thing is sad that she had to do that to support her child but the fact that she died, died supporting from, her yeah, child supporting her family yeah it's it's fucked poor girl and on may 2nd of 1987 the body of martha Bess young was discovered she had been dead at least three weeks at the time of her discovery and she had decaying molars in her lower jaw which helped in her identification Mm -hmm. she otherwise probably wouldn't have been identified 
and she was found spread eagle and completely naked in a gully close to Franklin Street. Her eyes were open, like literally like she was just staring at the sky. He left her eyes open purposely because he displayed, like we said before, he, he always displayed, displayed the bodies. all the bodies. Like this guy was a cocky fucking asshole. And he, he like always displayed them like either with their legs open or yes. that, that area They were like naked them. or their legs open or something like that. He pretty much just wanted to degrade them. He wanted literally, to degrade prostitutes. Literally telling like whoever found them, like this is all these women are to me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And she seemed to be staring at the world around her. And it is said that she had died from a toxic reaction to a high level of amphetamines in her blood while she was being strangled. Holy shit. So she didn't even he die from her. the strangulation. No, well, a lot of them were drug addicts. Okay. I think she was on drugs in general, and the fact that she was being strangled while she was very high on drugs, it killed her. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Bill was never charged for this murder, um, but the... And I'm not talking about that one, but, uh, well, he wasn't charged for most of these, but this one. He was never charged for this murder, but he is the prime suspect, and honestly, it's very obviously him. Mm-hmm. And this was the body of 21-year-old Lisa Lasik. She was found near Highway 330 in San Bernardino National Forest on July or January 18th, 1988. And you can actually find a very, very disturbing yeah. picture of this crime scene online, which shows her naked body lying by some bushes. Viewer discretion. Her- advised this one is very if if you want to look it up you can i'm not going to post it anywhere yeah but it is very bad her right breast is severed and it was tossed near the body and he buried her head in the dirt like an ostrich when you see the picture it looks like her head is cut off but it's not i remember you showed me the picture the other day and i was like wow she was decapitated and i was like like, no. no Her head was buried. Her head is buried in the sand, and you can like, see her right breast cut off. Like, it's... You have already done enough. You have already taken somebody's life away, completely. And, and you just, need to go the extra fucking mile just for your fucking ego, you sick son of a bitch. Just for you to be... Just for you to fucking degrade these women. I fucking hate this guy. And He's, I'm so mad. I'm so fucking mad. Dude, dude. And honestly, doesn't it baffle you that this guy is not more known and people don't talk about him? Because yeah, he dude. did some He's fucked, fucked dude. dude, he's like on the Ted Bundy level, honestly, in my opinion. Honestly. I, I think he's worse. He might be worse. He's worse. Honestly, dude. Honestly, to me, he's worse. He's up there with Fritzel for me. Yeah, dude. He's fucking... He's bad. Like, he's up there with Fritzel for me, He for is sure. crazy terrible. Like, when I found out that there was a Riverside serial killer, I was like, okay, let's see what it is. He probably killed a couple people, and I was like, wait. No, he killed a lot. You displayed bodies? Like, dude, displaying bodies, I'm like, that is a bold move. It is. That is when you think that you are untouchable, and you can do whatever the fuck you want, That's exactly and you can just what he degrade thought, these people. Yeah, That's exactly what he thought. He was untouchable. And it and like it it really baffles me that he's not more well known. Yeah. Like I've never heard anyone talk about him until me I just either. looked him up and I just found him one day. Yeah. So it it's insane to me. So the next one is the body of 37-year-old Linda May Ruiz was found on January 17th of 1989. And this woman was actually married as well. A few of these women were. Yeah. And she had issues with drug and alcohol abuse which led her to the streets. Linda was also strangled, and her body was found near Lakeshore Drive at the end of Lowell Street on a Lake Elsinore Beach. And her body was found about 120 feet from the water. Were you going to say something? Yeah, because I've been on a Lake Elsinore Beach before, uh-huh. and I don't know if I've been in this exact location, but there's this, like, really cool, like, little barbecue shack. Uh-huh. And you, it, it's totally vibes. Like, there could definitely be a dead body here. Oh, really? Totally. Like, it's, it's 100%. Just a weird it's just a there. weird fucking vibe. It's so weird. When we started driving around and I started looking at everything and I started looking at streets and shit, I was just like, fuck, there's death everywhere. everywhere. 
everywhere, everywhere. dude. And like, you, and like, it's weird too, because like, I already knew this, you know? Like, yeah. I fucking know this, but then when you but just like... But actually being there is totally different. And not even just that, just like being there and then also putting those putting those streets to names yeah it just made it all the more real it was like it's, fuck it's very real and it's very fucking scary and this one was really sad there were no signs of a struggle with this body and she had a blood blood alcohol level of about uh 0.19 so i think she was just fucking drunk and she she couldn't even react to anything yeah. like he just kind of attacked her and it just it just happened and the was, way was this the lady that was dropped off by her husband it no i don't think it was okay she was married as well but i don't think that i think i get to that one later i can't be 100 but i'm pretty sure i wrote that down so okay. I, we will say for sure in the part two of this if it was okay. but i don't think this is what i don't think this was the one but she was married yeah um so do you know how he killed her no i don't it's similar to the last one except a little different he killed her by forcing her head into the sand and he smothered her to death Jesus fucking Christ, dude. The other one, I'm pretty sure he buried her head post-mortem after she was already dead. Yeah. He killed this woman by forcing her head into the sand. So I don't know what his whole ordeal was with wanting to, like, put girl's head in sand like a fucking ostrich. But he did it multiple times. And she was drunk, too. And like I said, there was no struggle. So I think he literally just... Yeah. It was with ease. Yeah. That is so fucking sad, It's dude. fucking terrible. So, the next known victim was named Judy Lynn Angel, and she was 36 years old, and she was found on November 11th of 1989. Her body was found naked and bludgeoned northeast or northwest of Lake Elsinore near Temescal Canyon Road, I-15, and Lake Street. Or, Temescal Canyon Road, and then I-15 and Lake Street. Mm -hmm. I said that wrong. Um, Judy was known as Angel and was a prostitute to support her two children after a divorce. She was found with deep gashes in her arms and hands, which were anti-mortem, which if you don't know what anti-mortem is, it's before death. Mm -hmm. And this, this showed that she did not have an easy death. Yeah. She did not have an easy she death. Fought. She was fighting back and she received these gashes in an attempt to fight off her attacker. So after this was 24-year-old Sherry Michelle, I might pronounce this wrong, so I'm sorry if I do, but it's Pasior. It's P-A-Y-S-E-U-R. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry, but yeah, Cheryl Michelle, and she her body was found on April 27th of 1991. Sherry had one child and worked as a cleaning woman and a prostitute on the side to support her child. Mm -hmm. On the morning of April 27th, a homeless man looking for cans stumbled upon her naked body at the rear of the Concourse Bowling Center, which we visited. Which we visited, and this is on Arlington Avenue. Arlington Avenue, which today it is. It is still the same exact building and the same exact bowling It's called Arlington place. Lanes. Now. It is called Arlington Lanes now. And Bree actually had a birthday party at this bowling alley I when did. she was younger. I had my eighth birthday party here at this bowling alley. And also my mom continuously went to this bowling alley in the late 90s. Yes. Because I, I asked her about it. And Didn't I was she like, like meet her her, or her first husband or like your, your dad like no, somewhere around No, she met my dad there? at a... No Maybe it was this one. I'm not sure. But she met him... Because there was another uh, You just said it was alley. at a bowling alley, right? It was at a bowling okay, alley, but there was Okay, because I think you pointed to it while we were there's driving There's one off by. of Arlington, and there's another one right off the of 91. Oh, there okay. was another one. It's now in LA Fitness. Oh, but, okay, okay. yeah. So I'm not sure which one she met him at, but she did say that she remembers it being called Concourse Bowling, and she remembers going there. 
Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. And we actually, we are going to post these pictures and stuff. We're going to take more soon, like yeah. uh, next week before, or like sometime this week before the part two. But we went out and we took some Polaroid pictures of some of these areas. Mm-hmm. And we did take pictures of the exact place that Sherry was found. In the dumpsters. Yes, at Concourse Bowling, mm-hmm. or now it's Arlington Lanes. But yeah. we did look it up. It is still the same alley. It just has a name change. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if the name change was because of this. I'm possible i wouldn't doubt it yeah it's, it's possible you don't, don't want to be you don't want to be noted with a fucking murder li- we should actually go there again and try to ask some people and see if anyone knows see if anybody's been there for a yeah. long time or something yeah. yeah so not only was she naked and displayed next to the garbage cans but i don't know i don't think you knew this i don't think i told you about this this is fucked up the handle of a toilet plunger was protruding from her vagina oh my god when she was displayed there i did not know that yeah i know that she was um she was displayed with her, uh, with her, her vagina Her legs out. right open, yeah. Her legs wide was, open. There was a toilet plunger coming out of her vagina. I don't know if it was broken and he just put the handle in there or if it was a... I'm, I think he, he probably broke it. I don't know. It just I, says don't, the I honestly don't want to know. No, yeah, it's... It's very bad. And that actually, I think that is a good place to give you guys a little fucking palate Breather, cleanser. And we're yeah. going to end this episode right here. Yeah. Until it's... the next episode. Because it is... It's honestly a lot to take in. It is. It really is. I'm sure a lot of, I mean, most true crime listeners, they can handle this they shit. Can they can listen it, to but it. But if you're but... a first time, first time listener, you definitely need a little, a little breather. Yeah. So this, this right here, this ends the list of murders that Suff was never convicted of. And in the next episode, we're going to discuss the murders that he was found guilty of, that he was convicted for. We're going to discuss how this asshole got caught, which is, it is, you're, it's fucking ridiculous. This guy's such a I fucking I think I idiot. remember how he got it, caught. Yeah. It's, he's fucking stupid. This guy is stupid. He's a fucking stupid dumbass. little man. And finally, we're going to talk about where he is today. Okay. Or if he is today, or, you know, whatever. Just the fucking, the conclusion of his story. The conclusion. So, guys, that was part one of Bill Suff. I'm sorry that we haven't been doing true crime for a while. Like, I know that, like, we are mainly a horror movie podcast, but I do love doing true crime episodes. I love love doing true crime, too, dude. This shit fucking, as as gnarly as it is and as awful as it is, is, it's it's fascinating to me. It's very fascinating. Not in a good way. It's just, like, it's crazy, dude. I've been in a true crime as long as I can fucking remember. So, it's like, it's like, even though we are mainly a horror movie podcast, Podcast, like i can't go without talking about true crime yeah. because i even when we're not doing episodes on this i'm studying this constantly like literally yeah. remember remember i told you like there was like two weeks ago i was still doing I, i've been working on this case for like yeah. two months and when i was working on this case um i just randomly just had like I just wanted a Jeffrey Dahmer binge, and I was supposed to be doing a lot on this. Like, I probably could have finished this case that night. Like, last for, week? Yeah, literally. <laughs> but for some reason, I was just like, huh. I want to watch some Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer. shit. And I literally, I, it was one night, I watched six movies slash documentaries, and then I read a bunch of articles. I watched his entire court proceedings, like the entire trial, yeah. and then I read like half a book on Jeffrey Dahmer that night. I don't even know why. I was like, I had other stuff to do, but I was just like, uh, you know what? I was like, I, can hey. wait. I was like, I haven't visited, and literally, I've all the shit that I watched and read, I've watched and read before, yeah. except for like one or two of them, but I was just, I don't know, I just got in a mood, and I was just like, I just I need a little bit of Dahmer right yeah. now. <laughs> So we do have a lot of true crime roots. I mean, we, me and Bree have been talking about like true crime shit like for fucking ever. Forever, dude. So I am sorry that we kind of lag on this. We do it there. It's not that we don't want to give you stuff, and it's not that we don't want to do this. It's just that we have so much other shit going on. Like it's it's so a lot much. of stuff going on, and then again, like it's a lot of research that needs to be put. It's into just these. yeah, like when it, we're because it all needs to be very factual. You know, it does. I I. 
I would rather not give you guys a true crime episode that often than give you guys a true crime episode uh, yeah. that I did not put my heart into and I did not actually try on the research. Blood, sweat, and tears. Baby. Yeah, like 100%. Guys, literally, before this episode, I'm running off of like four hours of sleep <laughs> right now because from 6 o'clock p.m. until 3 o'clock a.m. last night, I was literally just working on this. and it w I was already pretty much done, too, but I was literally just fact-checking everything and like fixing everything up jesus man so i did put blood sweat and tears into this and just so you, you know did, guys dude. like i'm not i will i personally refuse to put out a true crime episode unless i put some fucking work into if it if you guys are drinking cheers to caleb for doing all the <laughs> fucking hard work in this shit dude so just know guys like if we are lagging on true crime and stuff just know that when you do get something it's not gonna be shit it's like I, i'm gonna it's gonna be good shit yeah i'm gonna put my effort into it there's yeah. gonna be a lot into it i'm gonna make sure i find some shit that you guys haven't heard before mm -hmm. You always find shit I haven't heard. Always. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. That's what I go for. I try to dig some shit up. I yeah. actually wasn't finding a lot on this case. And then uh, I'll link it in. The, I'll give you guys a link in the next episode when we finish this. But I found this this website that has court proceedings. And it had about a 20 page long detailed court proceeding of the murders, of the trial, of everything that like Bill said in response to everything and everything. And I read through that entire thing and I used a bunch of research from that. It was very, there were some killings that I couldn't find information on and I found a lot there. So I'm very glad I found that. Very fucking yeah. glad. It helped a ton. So thank you guys for listening so much. Thank you this... for listening and thank you for uh, bearing with it because I know it wasn't easy. No, it was not. It was not easy whatsoever. And we are going to, if you guys like look at our Instagram and stuff and you follow us on Instagram, we took some pictures and stuff. I'm going to be posting this when I post the uh, notification that this episode is now out. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to do more of that too. We're going to go, we're going to go visit Lake Elsinore. We're going to visit uh, Rialto, Romaland. I don't know if Bree's going to come with me for all of it. I'll probably do some with her, some on my own. Yeah. And I'm going to try to find as many as many crime scene photos and whatnot as mm -hmm. we can because yeah. it's so close to us. I feel like we kind of have to. It's easy. And yeah, we have to. Yeah. I want to investigate a lot of this. I want to give you guys as much as we possibly can. Yeah, for sure. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you a fucking ton. This episode has been crazy. Um, definitely tune in next week is going to come out next Monday on um, well the next Monday after this part two is going to come out. And that's where we're going to conclude. It's not going to be a three parter. It's going to be a two parter. So next Monday, this will be out. Um, if you want to rate us, please give us five stars on iTunes. If you give me four stars, I will cry. I've done it before. We'll do it again. <laughs> Leave us a review. And ten as out of always, ten, we'll do it again. <laughs> and as always, um, we will read your reviews on an episode when we get around to it because we absolutely love reading them. We love seeing yeah. them. It feels It fucking, feels amazing, honestly. It feels, it feels awesome. So good. <laughs> I, I love seeing reviews, and it does help us more than anything. iTunes reviews are literally the most important thing in mm -hmm. the fucking world. It helps people find our podcast. So if you want us to like get bigger, if you want people to listen to us, if you want more people to support us. Rate us five stars. Write us five stars, leave a nice little review because people mm. like reading reviews and when they see something, they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to listen to these fucking idiots and see how they are. <laughs> so if you want more people to become a fucking idiot. A horror soupian. A horror soupy idiot. Spread the soup disease, guys. Spread the soup, guys. <laughs> Spread the soup. Pass the soup. <laughs> if you want to donate to us, um, you can donate over at patreon.com slash horror soup. And I know we said, I think the timeline is going to be a little off, but at the time of this recording, we only have one spot left in our chug the milk, or <laughs> chug the milk. Chug the milk and make it butter. <laughs> Churn the milk and make it soup tier. We only have one letter left. So if you do want a handwritten letter from us, get it right the fuck now, because right I'm never now. doing this again. ASAP. And I think the episode is coming out like next week, says we only have two left so the mm -hmm. timeline is gonna be a little off uh but... should we thank our new patreon on this episode or no 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 we're just um um guys if you are waiting for a thank you from a patreon um 
we we recorded an episode the other day mm-hmm. and we thought we uh, we're both stupid we, we are dumb as fuck we literally like we knew and we literally talked about how that episode wasn't gonna <laughs> come out when this episode is coming out but we still thanked our next patreon on that episode or patron or whatever so um we're not gonna thank our patreons on this episode or the next bill stuff episode because we kind of feel like we just fucked up the timeline anyway yeah. so we have that we have the thank you for our patron at that time for that episode and if you donated uh like after that in between this time you're gonna get that after our next movie episode so yeah. not after the second part of this and not on the bill or not on the next movie episode we have one patreon that we already thanked in that and we're not gonna go back and edit it because it was it was kind of like a it was a meaningful thank it was so we're not gonna take that out and redo it so yeah we're gonna get back to our pay anyone that donates between this time you're gonna get your thank yous off not our next movie episode but the next one after that. Our, off of our main series. So yeah, episode 21. Of episode 21, if you donate between no. this time. Oh, oh. Yes. Go on. Episode 21 of the movie episodes. And well, you donated this is episode between... 21. No, I know, but we don't name it episode 21. Yeah. No, you don't. This is episode 21. Oh, wait. Okay. So episode You don't what, know what 23. you're talking about. <laughs> 23 then. Yeah, I think because the next one's going to be 22. Uh, 23. Okay, so 24 is when we're getting back to the next donors because 23 is 23 is our next movie episode where we already thank someone so by episode 24 we're gonna catch up on everything so just just be patient guys we we didn't forget about anyone we're not forgetting about anyone but it it's coming out it's just we just kind (laughs) of we confused ourselves a little bit it it gets messy when you record like fucking three days in a row like and we we, we record like six seven episodes a week so like it gets a little messy we get a little confused on the timeline sometimes i 100 get confused yeah we think we know what we're talking about and then we're like oh shit (laughs) oh shit we gotta go back (laughs) so yeah we'll get back onto that just so it doesn't get confusing for you guys or for us so I hope that I hope we explain that well. Yeah. If you want to follow us on Instagram, which is literally like the main social media literally, that we cover, yeah. literally like the only one that I post every single update. Yeah. Sometimes I'll post something on Twitter, but not often. It's usually just yeah. It's kind of just my it's Twitter. It's just mostly ins- it is your Twitter. Yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. some I will post horse tooth stuff on it, but it's not like if you want to follow us and stuff and follow everything that we're doing. Instagram is the place to go. 100%. And our Instagram is at Horsesuit Podcast. I am on that mainly. Brie is also on it. She, I'm on it, She but reads everything. She reads everything and she replies and stuff, but I'm the one that I'll, I'll the post thing is, everything there. is, like, as soon as I, because I get the alerts for messages too. Yeah. But I fucking cannot reply to them before you do. No, because like, so I'm you, on it. You are fucking on it so fucking fast, dude. Like, so I fucking, I go to a message and I already see you replied like 20 fucking times and I'm like, oh shit, there's yeah. no fucking point in me hopping in anymore. Like, Pretty much. So I re- I do read everything, you guys. And um, if you do like really want to talk to me, you can follow me on my personal. It's at baked potato V instead of the A. Isn't there like two D's in it or something? Yeah. In underscore? Let me actually just pull it up. I think it's B-A-K-E-D-D underscore potato, right? But anyway, uh, my Twitter, it, while Breeze is pulling that up, my Twitter is at Horse Soup Sucks, and Breeze is at Perfect Potato, that's Baked Potato, but with a little V. Okay, so wow, my Instagram doesn't have a V instead of the A. It's B-A-K-E-D-D underscore potato. Okay, I was right. Yeah. I was right. Okay. And as always, we would like to thank Sun and Sam for supplying us with our music. You can find them on uh, Spotify and SoundCloud, and also at Instagram, I guess, too, at uh, S-O-N-I-S-S-A-M. Mm-hmm. And as always, we would like to thank our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this, and thank you for supporting us. We would not be here without you, because you guys are fucking awesome. Beautiful, little, precious angels. Tune in next week, guys, for part two and the conclusion of Bill Suff. Bye. Bye.